Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And my guest today, Paul Bettany, well, he's just dominating the universe of movies. He's, uh, he's in this little in indie called Avengers Infinity War, and now he's joined the Star Wars universe. So what is it? Are they just taking money in giant trucks and dumping them? You on know, your lawn? Oh, if only. No, but I, no, I, come on. I do have to find a way to convince people that the, 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 I am, I'm the, the commonality between these two movies over performing is going to be me. That I'm, <laughs> it really is. I'm the, I'm the causality. <laughs> That's <laughs> the it. The only link between them. If the, Bettany isn't in it, we're not going <laughs> to make a dime. If you want a f film to work in April, you're going to call the Bettany. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. I just think it's great, too, that you, Vision... Uh, are wearing glasses. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> right. It's so perfect. Vision is totally myopic, which is... <laughs> which is yeah, I'm... At 40, I, it all went... That all went south. And I'm 46 now, so I mean, I'm just... So it's over. It's, yeah, there's it's nothing over. there. What would you see if you took those off? Um, do you know what? It's, 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 I really wouldn't see a lot. I mean, it's really got, it's really got bad because also I have astigmatism, so... I, I mean, I can't see a thing. So you would barely know what was happening. Barely understand while what you, was going. While, I mean, I do anyway. You know, I don't really anyway. Well, while you're filming these movies. Oh, no. And they right. take the glasses. Are you I take the glasses. No, I take them off and then I imagine great performances on the uh, so other actors. It, <laughs> <laughs> it must be great for you to have green screen because you have no idea what's going on. No it's idea. Just clueless. Which is often very helpful, you know. I'm sure it is the Russo brothers saying, you know, you have this giant beam coming out of your forehead that can destroy everything. And you say, sure. Sure, that's true. <laughs> One time, Joss Whedon said to me, he said, are you happy with that take? And I had fallen to my knees and I had shot a beam of energy out of out of the stone in my forehead and he came over and he said are, are you happy with that take and I went oh Joss I don't know I mean, I don't know I have no frame of reference for whether this is I did it well or not. You know, at home when I shoot beans yeah, out of you, my head you're gonna I have really to, like it but I don't know what we're doing here to you're really gonna happen. have to help me out here <laughs> no it's great whenever I see you we always wind up being a little silly, yeah. but I kind of love that. Yeah. But the Star Wars is a new thing. So Solo, look at me, I'm going to be uh, I see professional you for about into a totally different maybe character. 90 seconds. Go for it. Okay, I'm going to go for it. And say, <laughs> who is this guy, Dryden Voss, that you play? Because I know you could probably be killed if you give away anything that is uh, too much. Yes. I but mean, I would be, I'd, I'd be killed by Kathy Kennedy. Me. Of course you would. Yeah. Which is ironic because I based the character on Kathy Kennedy. You <laughs> based, who I hear is pretty villainous. No, she's the best. Not Kathy. Your My character. character. Driving oh. boss, isn't he a crime boss or something? Yeah, and, you know, but he, he's the boss of bosses and, and, you know, Kathy's the boss of bosses. So he's the person who you pay tribute to. If you're going to pull off a heist or a job, a piece of work in, in his galaxy, you got to come and pay tribute, uh, uh, which is, it was a lot of, I mean, we, we just had a lot of fun. It was such, it was such a fun set for me to be on for a number of reasons, you know, um, one of which being that I might lie and say Cassavetes is the reason I 
wanted to become an actor, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. It was 1977 was the reason. <laughs> that I, was it. It was I all want, 1977. It was 1977. Yeah, happened. and it happened, and then suddenly, um, suddenly there I was. I say suddenly like it was the easiest thing in the world, but really, <laughs> but it, it kind of it kind of was. I. Ron Wald tells a different story, which is how much he needed me and all that. But actually, the truth of it is that I texted Ron Howard when I heard that he was taking over. And I said, I said, <laughs> I said, Ron, have you ever spent long winter evenings like I have, wondering why you're not in the Star Wars franchise? <laughs> he said, no, because I'm in it. Yeah, no, he, he, he sent back, LOL, give me a couple of weeks. And in a couple of weeks... And there, there, there I was, and, and Kathy uh, and Kevin Feige uh, had, had made it happen and allowed it to happen and helped it happen. And um, I was suddenly on the set of a Star Cruiser walking down a spiral staircase with a R2 unit going by with, a, a, with champagne glasses <laughs> on its really? head. Yeah, and I... I I, I remember the feeling of, I remember it so well, the feeling of first being on a movie set and thinking, you've got to remember everything because it will never feel the same again. You've got to remember everything. And it was, you know, one of the great gifts was to have that feeling again. I felt like, uh, uh, you know, the, it, was like, it was like being on a set for the first time. It was really, really beautiful moment. It was fun. Well, it's like a kid going to the circus or something for the first time. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I've still got popcorn. It's, a, it's the Millennium um, Falcon. It's, it's the Millennium Falcon. And, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's Chewbacca. Yeah. You know, I went and shook his hand. And then in the scene, and I blew the first tape because I shook his hand and then went and just gave him a big hug. <laughs> because it's like... <laughs> I, you know, I grew up with Chewbacca. Did he call for security? Not literally no. grew up with Chewbacca, because <laughs> no. that would have been odd. But. So you were like a Star Wars freak. You know, for, for me, we didn't really have comic books, so, the, the, so I didn't... That, were you that just world, deprived I didn't, just growing up in... Absolutely. Anybody, no comic books, it I'm really sorry. Wasn't, it really wasn't a thing. There was one called The Eagle. I think it was called The Eagle, and it had a character called Dan Dare in it. Uh, but we didn't have superhero. We, 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 I, so we didn't have that. But when Star Wars happened, it felt ours. Mm -hmm. uh, and I suppose in no small part due to the fact that they're made in Britain. And we were able to have some, feel some sort of authorship uh, you know, with them. But it really felt like the world changed. When I, it was impossible. It was impossible. And that this kid, you know, from nowhere could have, uh, uh, could change his stars and, and uh, you know, was, was amazing. And also Han Solo, who was so uh, titillating if you were a kid, because mm -hmm. he was so naughty, because he shot first, you know, and he, he, was, he was sort of this scoundrel who shows up at the end because his heart's too big. He's learned that the world is cruel and, and you've got to be cruel to survive in it. But he shows up because his heart's too big. You know, he's there at the Death Star. And, 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 and yeah, the, the, those, those characters have, um, have always stayed with me. And I, I'm, 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 you know, to get an opportunity to be in some way part of that, 
you know, that um, world has was, was been was a dream come true. Last time I saw you, we were talking about the movie you directed called Shelter. Yes. You know, I saw it, a few of my close friends, your close friends and family, yep. and that's yep. it. Yeah. A beautiful movie. Yeah. You know, that people should go oh, and Oh, well, thank you very much. But this is... Um, this massive thing. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's important to remember that for... whether... for, for, for better or for worse, these are the movies that people are really going to remember you for. Because mm -hmm. so many people see them. When you first did Iron Man, that was the beginning of this 10-year yeah. period that we're calling the... Yeah. And... Then you're Jarvis, you know, you're a voice, a yep. computer that's there to doing that, you know. Again, probably a chance for you to make enormous sums of money <laughs> by basically just doing the voice of pirate. something. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah, come on. No, it's true. You know? And everybody's thrilled because, you know, you're, you can solve, pro you're a voice without a body and you can solve any clarity problems that they still have after reshoot CG. That's right, know. Jarvis can come in and... He can just say, uh, the baddies are coming, and everybody's like, oh, thank God. And they, so they love you, and then they give you a big bag of cash. <laughs> it's a great job. <laughs> That's so perfect, it is. And yet then, Jarvis kind of morphs into yep. vision. Yes. Explain that part of your life where this happens. Oh, wow. Well, I think Kevin Feige and Joss Whedon... I think they hashed it out, I think because we had so much fun, <laughs> we had so much fun, you know, I would do these things over the phone, you know, I'd be in, a, in New York City and they'd be in Los Angeles on an ISDN line and, and I would be voicing these things and... and so you um, literally phoned it in? I literally no, phoned it in. That's, <laughs> that's Wow. Very, very good. I literally phoned wow. it. And then, and then um, we, we, we were all laughing so much. I think they thought it'd be, maybe it'd be nice to have him around on set. So, they, so that's really how it happened. But the day that in question that it happened was, and this is a true story, is that I was, um, I just had a meeting with a producer who had told me my career was over. <laughs> and Do you have many of those meetings? That sounds like yeah, yeah. Usually after I've made the film, <laughs> you know. This is before. This is right. before, and um, and uh, he said my career was over. Um, but then if I had, you know, yeah, if I had twenty dollars for every time somebody had told me my career was over, <laughs> my career could be over. Um, but uh, yes. And so I stood up to him and sort of got very righteous about, you know, second and third acts. And, and then I, I walked outside, my legs gave way, <laughs> sat down on Sunset Boulevard on the sidewalk. And That's I thought, an image. maybe my career's over. And then my phone went and I didn't recognize the number. And I got my phone out and I said, who is it? And it was, he said, it's Joss Whedon. Would you like to be the vision in the Avengers? And I went... Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and then um, flipped the producer the finger. <laughs> Perfect timing for that call. Yes, it was. Yeah. Really, and it really happened like that. It was one of those moments where you're like, oh, karma worked out very quickly today. Thank you. Maybe it was back to your busking days. Exactly. You that, know, of doing all thank, that. Thank God. You I hope really that's doing that? You were, explain busking to people that just have never. Oh, it's, um, uh, my, my, well, my grandmother would call it uh, begging with a guitar. <laughs> uh, 
um, you, you, yeah, so you, you sing songs on the street with a, with a, with a, with a uh, guitar. So you were in dusty subways. I was in Tunnels. dusty subways singing Playing guitar for people. Yeah, that sounds very romantic. Suddenly, uh, it was. Um, well, your wife was mostly just Connelly cold. said this to me. She said, "I was. I fell in love with Paul mm. because of him playing guitar." Yeah, well, that's a cheap trick. It works though. It's terrible. Yeah, it was a cheap, cheap trick. Yes, I, I played. Trick. Well, I played. A, I played. You know. I played her some, um, I think she fell in love with me because I played her Ryan Adams songs is actually what I think really, uh, I think maybe that's what happened. Should we call and and I think her? it's my, um, my um, I think my accent fooled her. I think people tend to think that you're um, like super educated or something and 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 she really is yeah super educated <laughs> and i left school at kind of 16 and um and so i think that she thought that i was really well read and and whatever and but you never picked up a book i thought i better <laughs> i better make a move really quickly before she, she 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 works out the truth it was awful after we got we got married very quickly it was awful seeing the sort of well, how did you do that? I mean, quickly, it was just a disappointment, just sunk <laughs> yeah, as, in. as the light this. died in her eyes. So you <laughs> just said to her, Let's, uh, we should get married quickly before you find out. <laughs> that really, out that I, I haven't read anything. I have, I have not read A Swan's Way. <laughs> I just know the title. But many years and children later, mm. she's, you're still together. So we, we, we there are had to be something you found. Much to her chagrin, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's a, it's an inspiring story. It's like one of those. It you is. You wouldn't believe it if it were a movie. <laughs> I, suddenly you say to her, "Let's get married," and you do. I know, I know. People don't usually. I mean, people marry up, but they don't really get to usually marry up to the degree that I, <laughs> I married up. Poor girl. It's okay. I think that's a nice way to. <laughs> To go through life. Now, kids, how old are the kids now? I've got kids at all sorts of all ages. ages. I have, I have, um, I have a 20 year old mm -hmm. who is, uh, he, he's, he's at Yale, um, studying physics. Um, he's not biologically mine, which is Jennifer's, um, yes. Yeah. And that's, he's not biologically mine. So that's why he's at Yale studying <laughs> physics. Cause he's, he's not encumbered <laughs> with my math. My math gene. Um, uh, and then I have a 14-year-old, soon to be 15-year-old, and I have a 6-year-old um, daughter, soon to be uh, 7. And what do they think of your new career, basically, as a Marvel Star Wars oh, entity? Oh, my, my son was so... Uh, I think it was, you know, he's sort of grown up on film sets so it was a he was like a kid uh and he is a kid but mm -hmm. he was he was so there was nothing jaded about him on star wars he just stayed the whole time he ran my lines with me he was he he was asking everybody all sorts of questions about what they were doing and you know i mean it was it was it was he had a ball it was brilliant and, and my daughter is just, she seems to be put on earth to torture me, so... Uh, in what way? In the way that torture. you kind of hope that you're in a... S okay, so the first time she saw me 
as the vision. Uh, people were really worried that she would freak out because I'm purple and I've got all mm -hmm. of this stuff all over my face. And she loved it. She And she, she loved it. And then by the end of the day and they took all the makeup off and I came outside she just screamed at me just I want purple daddy I want purple daddy and <clears throat> something happened that day to her uh, and she's been very cruel to me ever since <laughs> which is that she um, I think she was so angry that she just she says I have a new favourite uh, character from the MCU and I always, and she always gets me. I'm foolish enough to take the bait every time. And then she goes, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Or Scarlet Witch. And she just, she, she's, yeah, she tortures me. It's with not it. Purple Daddy. Never. No. Never it's again. Just, I should never have taken the makeup off. He's never, I don't know. I guess you're not playing guitar to her. You know? Yeah, no, she has no interest she in just, me playing guitar. I didn't want to see any of this. Shut up. <laughs> Great. Well, this show ends always in song. Oh, it does? Yes. So I don't have a guitar. Oh, I have laryngitis. It doesn't matter. It will sound sexier. It will be... What are we singing? Well, what was the song that basically wooed Jennifer to, to you? What was that? Uh, was it Brian Oh, Adams? my God. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I think we should do that. So that your daughter can hear it and fall in love with you again. Oh my goodness. My God, my head has gone totally... I just see, I see that. ...utterly blank. Well, what song pops into your head normally? Oh, it's awful right now. It's the is. only thing I can... I, no, there is. There's a song. Oh, good. But it's, it's not Ryan Adams. Doesn't matter. And it's totally not appropriate. I, that's even better then. And, and I don't know why love. it's in my head. We love an inappropriate song. And it's... it's, it's just gonna be humiliating. Excellent. Okay, great. It's our favorite thing. I feel pretty, <laughs> oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright, and I pity any girl who isn't me tonight. <laughs> I don't know why it was Wait. in my head, and but it was. How perfect, though. <laughs> and I'm sure that you singing that song is a clue for everybody out there in the Star Wars universe as to who this Dryden Voss character is. <laughs> I you think that he's running around, maybe in, to himself, singing I'm, I Feel Pretty. In a, in a, yeah, in a white dress. I love the idea of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>